Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. A Wednesday morning at Wax and a nice morning out there, upper 60s, many areas, low 60s, even 72 in La Crosse as we start the Wednesday morning on Wax. We'll take a look at the crops. Brad Matson's going to join us from Provision Partners again on this Wednesday morning to talk about some of the situations we're seeing with the corn and beans. And speaking of beans, soybean growers in Wisconsin are kind of excited, should be, about the possibility. Now, it's not a done deal. It's just a possibility that there could be a soybean facility all processing a 70, a 70 million bushel oilseed processing facility being looked at in southern Wisconsin. Just being looked at now, it's a proposed site, but it'll be pretty good. Wisconsin can provide enough soybeans now as we're uh, growing more and more soybeans all the time with the new genetics. Could that plant come to Wisconsin down around the Madison area? We'll see that decision has not been made yet, but we'll talk about that this morning. And the fairs are going on. The Wisconsin Valley Fair started yesterday as we look at the chores at the shank of the day. Bob and Jill with you. Jill, besides Wisconsin Valley Fair, what uh, what other fairs will be underway this week? And we're Wednesday, so we're getting to fair time this week. The Buffalo County Fair will be in Mondovi. And the Jackson County Fair will be in uh, Black River Falls. And then there's the Bloomer Free Fair. Oh, yeah. The Bloom, they got a new building up there, I think. That's what I heard. They've got a new building, and new this year, they're going to have an auction. Yeah, market animal auction. So that's going on this week. And, of course, tomorrow, 
It's the big one. The Wisconsin State Fair begins down in West Allis. We'll talk about that. And a whole lot more this morning include weather that, uh, well, maybe a few showers today, but again, few and far between as we look at our weather forecast. And again, we'll do that uh, in a moment as we take a look at things going on. Uh, the Brewers won last night. That's most of a Brewers game I've watched. You get frustrating watching those guys strike out with men in scoring position. But last night, they got it done. Got a couple of hits with two outs, men in scoring position, and ended up winning 6-4 to four to break a uh, losing streak. But uh, the Cubs are coming on. Cincinnati is in first place, so... Looks like a three-team race the rest of the season, so it'll be fun to watch. If you like baseball, it'll be good to watch our Brewers uh, playing for, hopefully, the uh, Central Division of the National League. All right, we've got uh, more coming up. Mega Millions, I just saw that nobody won that. Now that, Jack, do you buy lottery tickets? I do not. I'm gonna, I don't buy them usually either, but I'm going to buy Mega Millions. $1.25 billion dollars. Can you imagine how much you could expand the Welke Landon Company Land and Cattle Company with that kind of money? You know, I would do my best to spend almost all of it right now because it'd be kind of fun just to think about it. Where would you spend it? What would you buy? The one point two five billion. Now that's not just a hundred thousand dollars. That's more money than you or I have ever thought about. <laughs> well that I'll ever see too, but but um, I think I'd start with a new pickup, and then I'd give my well, kids some new money. Pick of $1.25 billion. A new, you could buy the whole dealership. Well, I could do that, too. Wow. You never know. You buy a ranch, big ranch out west and stock oh, yeah. with cattle. And, oh, yeah. All right, there you go. All right, so $1.25 billion. I think the next drawing is Friday night, but uh, I'm going to buy a ticket. For those who work in Acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And as we look at our weather forecast, brought to you by the Chilson Group. Don't forget, RV service appointments now available at ChilsonRV.com. So we get that uh, RV, get it ready to go for the rest of the summer and fall camping. Good time. This is a nice weather forecast for us. Chance of showers this morning moving through now. Just a chance. It just depends if the clouds develop in the right place and you get under one of those. That's about the best chance. 86 the high today, 68 tonight. 89 on Thursday, Friday, 84. Cloudy on Saturday, 82. Chance of rain on Sunday, 78. Monday, partly cloudy and 78 right outside our back door right now. We're looking at the 68 degrees. Cool spots, Medford at 60. The warm spot is La Crosse. They're checking in at 72 degrees right now. This is 104.5 FM, Eau Claire. We invite you to join us all day long for some of the best music you'll ever hear in the world of country. Right now, we're going to catch up with some of the news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Former President Trump has been indicted for election interference that culminated with the January the 6th, 2021 Capitol riot. Special Counsel Jack Smith made the announcement Tuesday. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with conspiring to defraud the United States 
conspiring to disenfranchise voters, and conspiring and attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. The Department of Justice claims his efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election contributed to the riot. Trump is expected to be in court on Thursday to answer the charges. Obama-appointed Judge Tanya Chutkin has been assigned to the case. In June, the DOJ indicted Trump in the case involving his handling of classified documents. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is claiming the Justice Department is using the latest indictment against former President Trump as a distraction. In a social media post Tuesday, McCarthy pointed to recent information gathered about President Biden and his son Hunter, whose business dealings have been the subject of recent GOP-led investigations. The Speaker called it a two-tiered system of justice. A new lawsuit alleges J.P. Morgan moved over a million dollars in payments from Jeffrey Epstein to girls or women after he was no longer a client. Brian Shook reports. The U.S. Virgin Islands makes the claim about the disgraced and deceased financier in a new court filing. It's part of a federal lawsuit against the company claiming it facilitated Epstein's sex trafficking for years. The bank denies any wrongdoing and adds it ended its relationship with Epstein in 2013. The convicted sex offender hanged himself in his jail cell in 2019. I'm Brian Shook. And CVS is laying off 5,000 employees. The layoffs will happen in what the company calls non-customer-facing positions, mainly corporate staff. The Wall Street Journal first reported the news, saying the change is part of CVS's efforts to move towards a focus on health services. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Five minutes after five o'clock on a Wednesday morning at Wax. Thanks for being with us. Bob and Jill on the farm show this morning. Hey, coming up, we told you earlier the state fair starts down in West Allis tomorrow. And we're going to get an update on Wisconsin state fair food deals and things you didn't know about the state fair. One of the things you always go to the fair for is the food, right, Jill? You go to the fair to eat the food at the state fair is where it gets exotic, the Tony Fairs is pretty standard fair. What's your favorite food? You've been to the State Fair many times, Minnesota and Wisconsin. Actually, I think my favorite food, as I found it last year at the Minnesota State Fair, was a corn dog, and then it was rolled in uh, tater tots, and it was really good. Holy man, rolled! How could you eat it? A hot corn dog. Well, it had the it had the outside, you know, the yeah. normal corn, yeah. and then it was rolled in tater tots. But that's got that's got to make that a mouthful with every bite. <laughs> well, it, it was good, especially with that uh, strawberry beer uh, I had. Oh boy! <laughs> now they, they've got a few years ago they put a new food building up over there, didn't they? I hadn't been to the Minnesota State Fair for a long time. Oh, okay. But it's kind of where you go to find the food. It's kind of a little bit away from everything else. Oh, yeah, because it used to be right in the middle of the grounds there. So they must have put up a new building. Yeah, I used to walk into that old building and walk out and just kind of let the grease drip off you, <laughs> just hang it in the air. But that's what the fairs are all about. So we'll talk about food at the State Fair coming up. Quick check of our weather, though, brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. You got a weather-damaged RV from all our hail and windstorms and everything else that's been going on over here the past few weeks? Well, if you do, Chilson's can help at ChilsonRV.com. Don't sit and scratch your head over that damaged RV. Get a hold of Chilson's. They will help you. Partly cloudy today. Maybe a chance of showers. We're looking for a high today. Oh, upper 80s. 68 tonight, 89 tomorrow, 84 on Friday, Saturday, mostly cloudy, 
and 82. The chance of rain on Sunday, 78. Partly cloudy on Monday, also 78. 63 right now in Rice Lake and Wausau. 60 in Medford, 64 in Marshfield, 60, or excuse me, uh, 70 in La Crosse. Madison, Sun Prairie, Milwaukee, all at 69. Green Bay's at 64 this morning. 68 degrees here in Eau Claire. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's check the numbers, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. And, uh, Joe, what do you got for the cash livestock? Choice-fed beef steers are 175 to 187, with mixed at 137 to 173. Choice-fed beef heifers are 174 to 181, with mixed at 120 to 173. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 154 to 167, with select and silage-fed steers 128 to 153. Cows are 80 to 109, with a top of 136. Bulls are 114 to 130. Butcher hogs are 45 to 92, with sows at 34 to 50, and boars at 19 to 25. Shorn market lambs are 150 to 185. Feeder lambs are 50 to 180. Ewes are 50 to 85. Small goats are 10 to 140. Medium goats are 80 to 200. Large goats are 107 to 460. And nanny goats are 5 to 255. And at the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures, cattle prices were higher, hogs mostly lower. August live cattle closed yesterday, 179.50. That was up 145. October at 181.82, up 230. December 185.62, up 222. And February, 188.77. That was up $1.60. Feeder cattle, August higher, up 287, closing at 248.47. September 251.90 at the close. That's up $2.70 a hundred. October feeder cattle 253.40 up 237. November at 253.77 up 230. January feeder cattle 251.92 up 222. Hogs were mostly lower. August down 45 cents, 103.67. October down 35 at 85.65. December down a nickel. 7725 February hogs up a dime at 8092 Board of trade was mixed in the day trade yesterday corn was down on poor demand and uh, chances of rain beans up 9 cents on poor yield expectations overnight corn did rebound 8 cents so it's sitting right where it was yesterday morning at this time 515 a bushel the oats overnight up 2 cents for December at 456 wheat up 17 at 695 November beans up a fraction overnight, thirteen forty one. Meal for December down twenty cents a ton at three ninety eight ten. Well, what goes up must come down. That's what we saw for dairy prices. Although cheese prices were unchanged yesterday, barrels one eighty seven, blacks one ninety six, butter down a penny at two sixty seven. August is now the near month class three down twenty four cents seventeen forty five. September back below eighteen dollars, down fifty-seven cents at seventeen fifty-three. October down fifty-three, seventeen eighty-nine. November down forty-four, eighteen twenty-five. December down fourteen at eighteen eighteen. Prices out there lower through April. We'll get the official class three for July a little bit later on today. We're going to talk to Brad Matson, talk about the corn and soybean crops. We'll do that on wax. It's 12 minutes after 5, 68 degrees. We'll get about 86 today. We're into August. What do the crops look like? Let's find out. From Brad Matson, lead agronomy member 
with Provision Partners Cooperative. And Brad, being the agronomy lead, I know the other agronomists talked to you, but let's talk about the different crops we've got because with a little rain, things change. Let's talk about corn first of all. What are you hearing from the other agronomists and from farmers as far as their corn crop, how it looks, what the challenges are now as we go forward for the rest of the season? Well, Bob, it's, uh, you know, we've been off to a rocky start from, from day one being super wet to turning dry to just miserable dry and the heat. And, and this crop is really, we've been getting blessed with rains, timely rains. We've just got some pretty good widespread rains here this last week, and the crop is looking pretty good. We've got pretty good ear sets, uh, so we're looking at a really good crop. Need a few more rains during August. We've had incidences of uh, with this more frequent rains and the heavy dews, our chances for diseases now are popping up. So we've been doing a lot of fungicide spraying, trying to protect that yield. Fungicides won't add to yield, but if you've got a really good yielding crop, you know, we're going putting fungicides to protect those yields uh, on those fields. So we're doing a lot of that right now. Um, tar spot incidence is uh, quite high. Uh, so, you know, the potential for that is out there. We haven't only been some isolated incidents where we've seen any at this point but uh the weather factors the environmental factor everything is right there right for uh that to occur at this point if it, if it does hit us anything we can do about it or once it's there the damage is being done you got to be ahead of it and that's why we're we're spraying fungicides now before we see the problem and uh, especially in corn silages you know with the dawn numbers and affecting the microtoxins and the corn silage is a you know, even though milk prices are, are a little challenging right now, there's a, enough data to show the increased milk production and increased tonnage. So corn silage acres for sure were hit. We've been hitting. And then, like I said, you got some corn that's really doing well out there with a lot of yield. You know, you can use that fungicide to help protect that yield uh, going into harvest. What are we seeing on soybeans? What kind of challenges have we got there? The rain really, really improved the look of the soybeans around the area. We lost a few pods, pod sets early on, but we're. I was looking at some yesterday, and we got some really good pod sets coming on. So, uh, pretty optimistic. We can get continued rains on these soybeans. We're going to see uh, some pretty good yields out there. Uh, don't know if there'll be bend busters like we had the last couple of years, but they're going to be better than average right now, I would say. And uh, also, we're starting to see some diseases coming in on the soybeans, especially the ones that are totally uh, canopied. So we've been doing a lot of uh, uh, spraying on the soybeans and uh, protecting that yield that's out there. Things like white mold a concern or nematodes. What are you what are you concerned about with the beans? Right now, it's uh, bacterial blight, uh, frog leaf spot, uh, and uh, Asian beetles have been pretty bad in some places and some places not so much. So, you know. Soybean plants are a little bit different because uh, each leaf feeds that node. So if we lose that node or that leaf to either disease or insects, it's not going to have enough energy to really fill out those beans and we can have potted boards. So soybeans is probably more critical using tools to make sure we're keeping that plant health, that leaf health especially, going so that we can fill out all those beans and on each individual node. So. And the Asian beetle is defoliating a lot of those leaves. Then you throw in some uh, uh, leaf diseases. White mold right now I don't think is a much of a concern because we've been staying open canopied up until just recently. So that's haven't seen any of that out there, actually. But these other diseases are starting to move in, and 
and uh, you know we just want to protect that yield out there. Yeah, as you said, there's yield out there. So again, get out in your fields or get a hold of one of the agronomists from Provision Partners, and uh, they're available to come out and uh, walk the fields and see what the challenges are out there. Right, Brad? Absolutely. So get a hold of your Provision Partners agronomist. With us today, Brad Matson, lead agronomist with Provision Partners Cooperative on our Provision Partners program. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Thanks, Brad. Always good to talk to Brad Matson, lead agronomist. And again, we pass along condolences to Brad and his mother, Shirley, the passing of his dad, uh, John, uh, recently, who uh, started... Uh, the service down there, the elevator and the crop protection services and all the stuff that uh, John Matson started down there in the Whitehall area. All right, we've got 86, the forecast high today, 67. We'll take a look at uh, some of our farm news as we go along this morning. We'll get the, the crop progress update. Also, uh, state soybean growers looking kind of excited as there are some opportunities out there and uh Again, as we look at our farm news on wax, once again, the folks at uh, Chili Implement and Chili bringing us the news. And, Jill, what's going on with the the soybean growers getting a little bit excited? They absolutely are. Earlier this week at a meeting in southern Wisconsin, CHS Corporation announced that Evansville is among several sites being considered as an expansion site for the co-op soy processing division. The proposed plant will be built on a 300-acre site just outside Evansville and would create about 90 new jobs and would be a 7 million bushel processing How many? 70 hip sorry 70 million bushel processing facility. No timeline was given on when CHS might make that decision on where the site for that new plant. All right, so again Keep your fingers crossed looking for a plant like that in Wisconsin for a long time. Maybe CHS will be the one. All right, coming up, food at the State Fair. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The Wisconsin State Fair is just around the corner, and attendees can expect some exciting new attractions as well as traditional favorites. The fairgrounds are set to welcome visitors from all over August 3rd through the 13th, and there are plenty of ways to save on admission. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Jen Puente, Chief Marketing Officer for the Wisconsin State Fair Park, is excited to announce that the fair will feature 105 new food items this year, and there's a new attraction called Cirque at the Fair that is free with admission. She shares more about these daily deals and how to plan ahead to have the best experience at the fair. Well, we're so excited for this year's Wisconsin State Fair. You know, we're bringing back some of the favorite things that everybody loves about the fair, some of those traditions. Got lots of new things, too, that we'll talk about. But ways to save an admission. There's a lot of great admission deals that we have here. WISTATEFAIR.COM for all of your daily deals and discounts. Um, some of the best ones, opening day of the fair, $5 admission. If you bring in some non-perishable food items um, until 4 p.m., you can get in for just $5. And that benefits the Hunger Task Force. So that has been a tradition that's been going on for a long time. We've got an Educator's Day, thanks to Prairie Farms Dairy, on the second Thursday of the fair so thursdays are great days for deals around here and then certainly there's deals for kids with the milwaukee bucks we've also got crazy grazing day on that uh tuesday as well so again lots of great deals and discounts coming out to the fair uh one thing that we want people to remember that's actually been a question of a lot of people is our military and veterans recognition day has moved it has traditionally been the last sunday of the fair and we've actually moved it to the first sunday of the fair and we've got a lot of 
wise. Um, reason being is we heard a lot of comments of people coming on the last day of the fair. Um, some of the food vendors were running out of their favorite food items or, you know, they just maybe didn't get the same experience as you get earlier on in the fair. So to show our better appreciation for this group of people, we wanted to make sure that they could see that earlier in the fair. So we're inviting them out the first weekend, first Sunday of the fair to get in for free plus three family members until 4 p.m. on Sunday, August 6th. So those are great admission deals, but there's also deals when it comes to the food or other vendors throughout on the grounds. Take me through some of those logistics. Yeah, so get your bargain book if you're coming to State Fair. If you've not gotten that, they're only $6. You can get them at many of the information centers or any of our three fairware locations. And you can save, there's over 90 coupons in the bargain book, which is a great deal. Um, you can save on some of the traditional fair favorites. Some of our also commercial vendors do have discounts in there as well. But if food is your jam, uh, Tuesday, August 8th is the day you want to come on Crazy Grazing Day, where there's smaller portions for smaller prices, and you can graze your way around the fair, which I know many, many people like to do. So speaking of that, what are the tips or tricks that you have for people navigating the fairgrounds? It is a large fairgrounds to come through, whether you're watching here for a livestock show, want to come down the big slide, or check out all of the commercial vendors. What are your tips and tricks to really navigate through the large crowd? So if your crowds aren't your favorites, which we hear that a lot, take a day off of work. We're all really good at wasting vacation days. Um, you know, pull away for a day and come on out to the state fair. We, there's only 11 days of the fair. So find yourself a day. Come on out. Come during the week. It's usually a little less crowded. Um, our gates do open at 10 o'clock for all of the traditional fair things. But we do open a little earlier in the morning for our agriculture exhibitors. So there's two gates that you can enter um, for those early mornings morning ag shows so you can do that early and then enjoy the rest of the fair throughout the day but we've got a great planning resource on our website wistatefair.com go to our daily schedule tab and you can really plan your day out to make sure that you're coming and hitting all the things you want to do during the fair or we've had a lot of people say you know what i'm just going to come to the fair and have a great time and we appreciate all of that as well and with the warm weather that we've been having some days have been in the 90s almost feeling real temp probably in the hundreds what are you guys doing to make sure fairgoers and the animals here does everybody at the fairgrounds are able to kind of beat that heat in this cool summer we're very lucky to have a lot of air-conditioned space here at state fair park a lot of shaded areas at state fair park you were talking about the um, building with all the slicers dicers and information or uh, all the infomercials come to life that is an air-conditioned building certainly our wisconsin products pavilion home of our amazing wisconsin commodities is air-conditioned um, you know we certainly encourage people to go in there or just get out of the shade you can bring in sealed water if you need to or bring in an empty water bottle to keep yourself hydrated during the fair as well there are many things here at the fair that make you want to come back year to year those are the tradition part but what are the new and exciting things for attendees to look forward to this year so something new we're really excited about this year is the Cirque at the Fair attraction. It's a Cirque du Soleil type of attraction, which is free with your fair admission. Now, of course, there's VIP upgrades available for a small additional fee that you can uh, reserve your spot ahead online at wistatefair.com. But this is a great way to get out of the sun um, and enjoy a great 
great attraction. Again, free with your fair admission. Uh, we've got everyone from somebody stacking chairs 25 feet in the air to someone on a flying bowl. We've got, you name it, we've got it. There's some really cool attractions here in the, in the Circuit the Fair. Again, there's three shows during the week, four on the weekends, free with your fair admission, first come, first serve. So that'll be a really cool new attraction to add into um, your Racing Pigs, Cream Puff, and Giant Slide days at the State Fair. What questions are you getting so far about the upcoming fair that maybe other people are thinking about, too? Do you kind of want to know before you come? So a lot of the questions uh, we've been getting asked lately is, you know, what time does the State Fair open every day? We open at 10 o'clock in the morning, um, all of our general buildings. Agriculture shows you can get in early. We do have that information on our website. We're also getting a lot of questions about our main stage shows. Um, we've got some really great acts on the State Fair main stage, and all of those shows when you buy your tickets in advance do include your admission on the day of the show so if you're coming out to see alabama or trace adkins or tommy james and the shondells hailstorm you name it um, those tickets include admission on the day of the show so we've been really making sure that people are aware of that and we've also been telling people a lot too that you know wistatefair.com is the main resource for your tickets and your information um, obviously, people are always trying to, to find false information out there, but uh, make sure you're coming through us for all of your information. That's been a big one. And I think people are just excited about the new foods. They're excited about all the new things that they can do at the fair because they're finally comfortable you know, breaking out of their shell. Like I, COVID's no longer a thing, hopefully, and we're just all ready to be back to normal life again. And uh, the State Fair will be no exception this year. And again, uh, this year's State Fair begins tomorrow. Thank you, Charity. And uh, again, 172nd State Fair. If you didn't know, it began in Janesville in 1851. It's been at West Dallas since 1892. All right, we got almost, uh, we have almost 29 minutes after 5 o'clock. We got to catch up with some markets. We'll talk to Rocky from over at Premier Livestock next. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's go over to Rocky over at Premier Livestock and with you. Morning, Rocky. Good morning, Bob. Now, you're from Missouri, right? Not really. Oh, no, I thought you were. <laughs> I, I, I spent some time there, but I uh, was born and raised in Wisconsin. So, oh, okay. But did, did, spend, did spend four years there. So. Did you ever get to the Missouri State Fair? I don't even know where they hold it. They hold that in St. Louis or where they hold it? No, I never, never did. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they have the state. Where would the Missouri State Fair be? I don't even know. Columbia? Maybe? I don't know. But anyway, our state fair down in West Dallas starts tomorrow. And so good luck to all the young people that are taking animals down there and going to be showing. I know there are a lot of folks that go down there for various species of animals. We've got, uh, what, we got Buffalo County, Black River Falls, Jackson County this week. So we've got our fairs around here as well. And Rocky's busy over at Premier. How busy have you been so far this week, Rocky? Uh, thanks, Bob. Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is how yesterday's uh, special feeder cattle auction shaped up. Uh, yesterday we sold 585 head of feeder cattle. Market was really, really good. Uh, lots of uh, new crop lightweight beef calves in. Uh, overall, uh, some smaller bunches yesterday. Uh, but uh, like I said, sure didn't hurt the prices here. Most of the beef calves from 175 to 280 per pound. Uh, like I said, we sold some of them, a lot of them lightweight new crop calves. Uh, on wean, the whole deal here, guys. 
from 285 to 370 per pound. Most of the Holstein steers from uh, 155 to 175, lightweights up to 210. Uh, bred beef cows mostly from 12 and a half to 2150. We sold the pairs from 1650 all the way up to 3000 dollars, guys. Most of them pairs just because they're bringing the most money. Uh, we are splitting them, selling the cows, selling the calf. Uh, like say we had beef breeding bulls up to 2600. Uh, today, Wednesday, we got a huge hay auction, guys. If you're looking for hay, it's a big run today. We got that starting at 930. Uh, lots of semi loads of western dairy alfalfa. Uh, we got lots of grass hay and several loads of Canadian wheat straw. Then 11 o'clock a.m., we sell the dairy cattle today. Uh, we got a complete herd of uh, crossbred cows. Uh, going to be Normandy cross, Fleckby cross. There's even 15 jerseys in that herd. Uh, they're going to be grazed. They're going to be parlor freestall. Uh, lots of loads of top reputation, fresh cows, parlor freestall cows, and we got some really nice tie stall cows as well. Several good quality breeding bulls, Holsteins uh, that are registered. We even have a nice red and white lineback bull. All the details at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, call us at Premier 715 715- Two two nine twenty five hundred. A couple reminders. Uh, like I said, uh, feeder cattle season's upon us here, guys, and it is getting busier. So we threw that extra special in. Uh, specials will be the first, second, and third Tuesdays of the month now. So we bounce right back to another feeder cattle special next Tuesday. Also selling bred beef cows, beef breeding bulls, and uh, don't forget that big machinery auction that's coming up August twenty fifth. If you got consignments uh, to get us, uh, we got plenty of room for you, and it would be time to be getting those consignments in. So any questions, give us a call, and that's the way it's shaped up, Bob. Where are most of those feeder cattle going? Uh, I know some of them are heading west, but I'd say a lot of them here just within a couple hundred miles. So, Oh, they are? I thought maybe they'd be going further than that. All right. Yeah, yeah so, some, of, some of them are going west, and I guess some heading to Iowa, too. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's a great time to sell cattle right now. Well, so. it sounds like with those prices. And Jill did a little Googling. Sedalia, Missouri is where the state fair is down there. Okay, gotcha. Where is Sedalia? Do you know? I think it's yeah, in southern Missouri. Sedalia is just not... Or is it centrally located? Whoops. Yep. Okay. You've you never been to the, the Missouri State Fair, huh? I'll be honest, I've been to the Sedalia Fair, and I didn't know it was actually the state <laughs> fair. Well, that means you had fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. Thanks, Rocky. We'll talk to you in the morning. Have a great day. There he goes. That's Rocky over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Well, state fair going on starting tomorrow. Buffalo County Fair, Jackson County Fair in our area. Lots of other activities going on as well. Let's find out. Christensen Sales over in Abbotsford bringing us our markets and weather and the news this morning. Uh, we'll get caught up with Morgan later on. But we got to get to the man of the hour, Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13 with that weather and... Not bad fair weather, a little warm today and tomorrow, but then not bad over the weekend, Mike, it looks like. Right, yeah, I would say that, uh, you know, temperature-wise, like you said, today, tomorrow going to be a little on the hotter side, but, hey, you know, the hydration, remember we had had that conversation, uh, what was that, last week, Uh, but... Yeah, you know, I'll just throw that recommendation out there because temperatures, they expect to get into the upper 80s. But later on tonight, we'll have 
a pretty mild one ahead of us, mid to upper 60s. Now, keep in mind, there will be a chance at an off shower or storm going into the afternoon. Nothing that's looking widespread right now, uh, but otherwise, pretty much a similar story for tomorrow, likely starting off the morning with just a couple clouds, maybe an off chance at a shower or storm, but we'll have some intervals of clouds and sun and highs nearing 90, but dew points will be in the 70s, so it is going to be downright humid. Friday, though, we start to get a little bit of relief. Mostly sunny, mid-80s on tap. Saturday and Sunday, we'll have a few chances at some showers, but much more comfortable temperatures getting into the low 80s on Saturday. Sunday and Monday, likely hanging on to the 70s, as will Tuesday, with a chance at some showers again on Sunday, rather. Uh, But then looking at Tuesday, things should have more sunshine and temperatures into the upper 70s once again. But right now, temperature of 67 degrees and a dew point to 64. So, Bob, it's a little humid to kick us off. And I've gotten a couple calls and different people already this morning asked me, are we going to get rain today? I I said, I don't know, listen to Mike, maybe if you're (laughs) under the right cloud. That's about the best chance. Is that right? That's kind of been uh, how it seemed. And, well, as you know, Bob, that's what we've seen a lot of where it's like, you know, if you're in the right neighborhood, you'll have chances of rain. But if you're in the wrong neighborhood, well, maybe not. Yeah, that's for sure. That's one of those summers. Yeah. Have a good one, Mike. You bet, Bob. We'll talk to you in the morning. There he goes. That's Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 taking a look at our weather on Wax. We've also got uh, some Morgan news coming up right here on Wax. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, she's uh, up and at them, so let's find out what she's got for us this morning. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom. Good morning, Morgan. Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We'll start with headlines near to us. Criminal charges against a Pepin County man who had dozens of dogs at his home. The DA in Duran filed charges against Bradley Richardson of Arkansas. Deputies and animal rescuers taking dogs from the property in June. The charges say Richardson didn't properly care for the dogs, including not giving them proper food, water, or kennels. Richardson due in court next month to face charges. Well, there's a Wisconsin connection to age and President Trump's latest indictment. Special counsel's office yesterday indicted the former president for how he and his team handled the loss in 2020. The connection runs through a group of people in Wisconsin who signed up to be alternate electors. The idea was to have a pro-Trump team ready to go if somehow the election was overturned. The special counsel says those electors were part of a scheme to defraud the United States. The indictment refers to the idea as the Wisconsin memo. While the Trump indictment mentions the Wisconsin electors, no one in the state has been charged with any crimes related to the case. As we look to the state Supreme Court, the bench has flipped. It's now a liberal one, and it's the first time that the Wisconsin court has leaned liberal in a decade. That with the swearing in of former Milwaukee County Judge Jenna Protasiewicz as the newest state Supreme Court justice, sworn in Tuesday afternoon, sounded like this. I look forward to serving a Alongside all of you, along with Chief Justice Ziegler and Justice Bradley, to uphold the Constitution of our state and deliver on the promise of justice for every Wisconsinite. Now, her arrival does shift the balance, and they are looking to hear high-profile cases like challenges to the abortion ban and our state's legislative maps. Those may soon get hearings. We look to the political stage, where U.S. Representative Tom Tiffany of Wisconsin says he's running for re-election and will not challenge U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin in her seat. Tiffany serves Wisconsin's 7th Congressional District, much of northern Wisconsin. Meanwhile, out to the woods, wildlife experts are out with a new draft of the Wolf Population Management Plan, 
The DNR howling about the plan, saying that it will be considered by the Natural Resource Board in October. If you want to see some more details about that, you can go online. That link is set up for you very easy. 715newsroom.com. Well, stop dragging your feet. You can go dragon hunting in Menominee. There's a new event underway with Dragon Tail Bookstore, all uh, kind of with the idea to get people to the downtown area. The dragons are hidden in certain businesses, and if that's a scavenger hunt or maybe the kiddos are getting a little bit of cabin fever here, you can take them and be part of this. Details online. Easy click for you at 715newsroom.com. And it's not fire-breathing dragons, but uh, we go back to our own Prince Charming of the Barnyard and Tame Those Cows with Bob Bolsold, Joe Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax. 104.5. Oh, you spoil me, Morgan. You spoil me. <laughs> Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. 20 minutes to 6. We'll get an update on those crops and uh, where they're looking good, where they're looking better, and where they're not looking all that good. That's coming up. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right. You know, it is interesting. I never had a weight problem in my life. I grew up as a skinny kid playing football and, uh, you know, 180, 185 pounds, that was it. And all of a sudden, I got on the scale one day, I was 245. Holy man, I couldn't, you know, couldn't see my belt buckle. I said, enough is enough. And by golly, this Livia stuff is working. All right, we've got uh, enough about me. Let's find out about the crops, Jill. What are we looking at this week? Well, the corn and soybean crops look better in Wisconsin this week, but poorer in other parts of the country. This week's crop progress report shows the condition of both the corn and soybeans fell 2% across the country as corn is now rated 55% good to excellent and the soybeans at 52% good to excellent. That report also shows 84% of the corn is silking and 29% is in the dough stage. For soybeans, 83% of the plants are blooming and about half the crop is setting pods. That's ahead of both last year and the five-year average. Here in Wisconsin, the corn crop is now rated 55% good to excellent. That's up 7% from last week, while the soybeans are up 9% to 51% good to excellent this week. 60% of the corn across the state is silking, about the same as other years, while 74% of the soybeans are blooming and 24% of the plants are setting pods. Also, about par with uh, previous years. Man, you must have been thinking about golf when you wrote this. Stay no, you got to use different words every <laughs> once in a while. Stay farmers have also harvested 19% of their oats and 49% of their winter wheat, both about the same as pace as previous years. Haymaking has gone well as 95% of the second crop has been made and 37% of the third crop has also been put up as hay is rated 45% good to excellent this week. Topsoil moisture around the state has improved with our recent rains, but it's now rated 8% very short, 36% short, 55% adequate, and only 1% surplus. That surplus is mainly in northeastern and northwestern parts of the state. And again, it's been a while since we've had any surplus moisture, but just 1%, so it's actually... Moving in the right direction. All right, 67 degrees right now. We're looking for a high about 86. And we're looking at some markets, calendar, busy morning. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we'll get some of our market information here in a moment. But, Jill, things going on around the area. we got some fairs, plus other events as well. 
We do. The Wisconsin State Cranberry Growers is having their summer meeting, field day, and trade show. Then that's August 9th. But the reason we're bringing up today is if you want lunch, you need to order your tickets by today. So you need to uh, go to the Wisconsin Cranberry Research Station website and order some tickets if you want to eat at the our summer meeting, field day, and trade show. And we've got... UW-Madison Extension offices of Chippewa, Dunn, and Eau Claire will have their Emerging Crops Casual Field Day on August 3rd. So that is Thursday from 2 to 3.30 at the Chippewa County Farm Plots. And Jerry Clark talked about that yesterday. And we have this 52nd Antique Show, and that's in Westby. August 4th, 5th, and 6th, so over the weekend, they're going to have steam engines, anvil shoot, sawmill, tractor pull on Friday, uh, mini pullers on Saturday, and that is running from, oh, I'm not seeing a time. It must be, oh, from 8, 8 a.m. till, oh, it doesn't tell me. Probably till the lights go out, I suppose. But that's a 52nd antique tractor show, antique show. That's off of Highway 27, two miles north of Westby. That's put on by the Cooley Antique Engine Club. Plus, we have our fairs around the area. We've got the Bloomer Free Fair. We've got the um, the Buffalo County Fair in Mondovi, the Jackson County Fair in Black River Falls, and the Wisconsin State Fair starts tomorrow. All right, so lots of things going on around the area. we got a lot of... The Badger Antique Club is there having theirs down there at Bear with their show. Also, uh, the Eau Claire area, the uh, Antique uh, Steam Engine Club out here, out south of uh, Eau Claire. Their show is coming up in August as well, and as they get closer, we'll tell you more about it because uh, I think we've got uh, tickets if you want to go to all those. So, again, we'll uh, get that information together and pass that along here as they get closer. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 12 minutes before 6 o'clock. It's 67 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay from Equity Altoona. Choice beef steers and efforts, $1.45 to $1.77. Choice dairy cross steers and efforts, $1.45 to $1.74. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.58 to $1.66. We had a top of $1.73. Choice Holstein steers, $1.45 to $1.57. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.44 and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from $1.15 to $1.35. We had a top of $1.40. 60% of the cows sold from $81 to $1.14. Bottom 20% of the cows sold from $80 and down. Organic market from Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from $1.40 to $1.54. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from $1.39 and down. Call bulls sold from $90 to $1.18. We had a top of $1.22. Thin, full, horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $200 to $350 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $200 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $275 to $640 per head. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, August 11th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. Check out our early consignments or last sales prices. Please go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
About nine minutes before six o'clock. Let's get over to the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. You've been out howling at the moon already this morning, huh, Jerry? Well, good morning to you, Bob. Well, I wasn't really outside, but I got up early enough to uh, take a look over there in the western sky before it uh, disappears. But yeah, it's uh, kind of unique because we uh, <clears throat> we have two full moons here in August. So they say I, I heard somebody say this is a sturgeon moon. I got to admit, I've never heard of a sturgeon moon before. Well, and uh, I can't really help you on that. You, I'm sure someone will call in and, and give you the you know, necessary information. You know, yeah, like anything <laughs> else, you can Google it. <laughs> find out what it's all about. Hey, how's the market been going so far this week? Uh, markets have been good, Bob. We'll tell the folks about it. I thank you, and a good morning, everyone. Uh, summary from yesterday, Tuesday here at Equity Stratford. And, uh, of course, on Tuesday we sold organic cattle and uh, high-yielding uh, certified organic cows yesterday. Uh, we're selling from 155 to 162. Lower-yielding organic cows are 150 and below. On the organic market bulls, they're selling from 145 to 152. On the regular cow market yesterday, high-yielding fleshy cows in yesterday's sale were selling from 105 to 116. Earlier in the week, of course, on Monday, a lot of cows from 117 up to 129. Most of the cows this week so far have been selling from 83 to 103. Thinner cows, like carcass cows, below 80. On the uh, bull trade, your better quality bulls are selling from 110 to 120. Uh, and now on the uh, calf market, good quality replacement Holstein bull calves. Uh, for a summary for the week so far on those bull calves, mostly from 175 to 375, up to 410 on Monday's auction on the Holstein calves. Heifer calves, 75 to 155. Your good quality beef calves, they continue to be very, very strong, 300 to 600, and all the way up to an extreme top on Monday at 690. And we are at Wednesday already. We got underway this morning around 10, 1030. We get started here, full marketing day, of course, including market cows. Sell most of our fed cattle this morning and also sheep, hog, and goats. Baby calves are about 11.30, 12 o'clock, somewhere in there. And at 12.30, we will be selling feeder cattle. So keep in mind, that will be about 12.30 start time today. Tomorrow, auction does start at 11. And, uh, again, it's going to be uh, it's going to be sort of humid today, I guess. So probably a good idea. Get your livestock on the road early before we're looking high again in the 80s again. So, and uh, But I guess that would be good advice. And, Bob, not too much rain in the forecast. No, like uh, Mike said, if you're under the right cloud, you might get a little moisture, but uh, there's no rain wave going across by any means. So, uh, again, what you got is what you got until Sunday, I guess, our next best chance. So you got plenty of time to make more hay over there. Well, and uh, well, not on tap for this week, I don't think, because of too much other stuff going on, especially the big fair here in Wasser, which started yesterday, so... Always a lot of stuff to do, and boy, I tell you, we're in August already. The summer is dwindling down here, Bob. It really is. So you enjoy it, Jerry. We'll talk to you in the morning. Jerry Fitzgerald at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey, let's take a look at the rest of our markets, courtesy of the folks at Synergy Co-op over there in the beautiful town of Ridgeland. Uh, Board of Trade corn was lower yesterday, poor demand and chances of rain. Beans were actually up nine cents on these poor yield expectations. Overnight, December corn up eight cents, exactly where it was yesterday morning at 5.15 a bushel. Oats up two at four fifty six. December wheat up seventeen at six ninety five. November soybeans up a fraction at thirteen forty one this morning. December meal down twenty cents a ton at three ninety eight ten. Cheese prices unchanged. Barrels one eighty seven. Blocks one ninety six. Butter down one at two sixty seven. 
Before we take a look at more of that, though, we've got the country elevator prices to take a look at. Where are they at, Jill? Northside Elevator, Loyal Location, corns at 531 with soybeans at 1312. And in Arcadia, corns at 533 with soybeans at 1342. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location, corns at 520. And soybeans are at 1292. And on the DTN screen, corn at Golden Plump today is at 551 in Baldwin. Corn is 474, beans 1321. Durand and Elmwood uh, have the corn at 479, beans 1321. Mondovi also 479 on the corn and no quota on soybeans. Fall Creek 469 and 1311. The corn at Osseo is 499, the soybeans 1321. Elk Mount has corn at 516 a bushel today, beans at 1296. And down at Sparta, corn is 510, soybeans 1373. Ellsworth 459 and 1311. Ethanol plants, Boyceville and Stanley, both have corn at 534 today. New Richmond facility at 524. And again, in the dairy markets, the Class 3 prices, August down 24 at 1745. September down 57 at 1753. October down 53 cents at 1789. November down 44 at 1825. December down 14 at 1818. And later on today, we'll get the official July Class 3 price. Obviously, nothing to get excited about. It's going to be right around thirteen eighty, give or take a penny or two. So uh, that's the way the markets look again this morning. Brought to you by Synergy Co-op. Hey, another nice summer day, partly cloudy. We're looking for a high about eighty six, and we're sixty seven right now. Get out and enjoy the fair. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.